Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3, that's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world, of course. Now join me for the journey, will you? Today, it's all about the future. What does the future sound like? Does it sound like me? Or does it sound like me? I don't know what the future sounds like, but we're here today to answer that question and more. To do that with me is my friend, Joel Block. Joel, welcome to the show. Robert, how are you, man? Fantastic. Listen, let's go to the future right now, which in our case is the end of the episode. What's the big gold rock that you brought with you today regarding a speaker and leveraging the future? You know, if you want to figure out what's going to happen in your world, you have to learn to ask great questions, hard questions. And hard questions aren't those uh, Harvard level ones. They're simple questions that are hard to answer. And uh, I would say that the, uh, the gold nugget is be a great question asker. I love it. I love it. I love it. Excellent. So before we jump in with Joel, last time we asked the question and the question was, what is the breakdown of your speaking business revenue? And we had some responders. Our first response comes from my favorite pineapple friend, Annie Meehan. Come on, Annie. What do you have to say? My answer to your question is 63% of my income comes from keynotes, 10% from consulting, 15% from book sales, and 18% from a variety of other things. Thanks for asking, and thanks for inspiring. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. That's quite a breakdown. Uh, our next response comes from my nerdy best friend, Beth Z. Marquita asked a great question about our percentages. Well, uh, I'm Beth Z. I'm your nerdy best friend. Uh, I know my percentage because most of mine, I'm sure 99.12% comes from speaking because that's all I have. But asking questions like that really helps me think forward about what I need to do to make that a better balance. <laughs> All right. And our last response is from the man with the golden mic, Larry Long Jr. Hey, this is Larry Long Jr. Just uh, chiming in and reflecting on 2022, 67% of my revenues came from speaking, 16% came from coaching and training, while 9% came from uh, LinkedIn influencer deals. Uh, I think that leaves a remainder of 8%, which came from other uh, book sales as well as uh, partnerships and referrals. 
Fantastic. Well, listen, we love your input. I really appreciate everybody calling in and sharing their voice, and we want to hear your voice. So at the end of each episode, we'll ask a question, and all we need you to do is to respond by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. No special permissions or software needed. All we need is you and your opinions, and I know you have some opinions, <laughs> all right? So let's get into it. Joel Block is a cage-rattling keynoter. He knows how to find money. He knows how to make money. No, he's not a counterfeiter. He's the real deal, Holyfield. He's a venture capitalist, hedge fund manager, financial advisor for some of the top fortune companies. Joel uses his future eyes to help companies disrupt their competitors now. And if you're a speaker, and want to be a little bit of a troublemaker, he might be game for that too. Joel Block helps executives be just 1% better. Joel, let's jump into this. So I know you've seen or heard this question a lot of times, a gazillion times, but what exactly is, is a futurist? Is that like Miss Cleo called me now? Is that a psychic, a prophet? What's the Block definition of this whole futurist thing? I don't really think of myself so much as a futurist. I mean, we have futurists in NSA, people that uh, like they imagine what the future might be like, uh, you know, like the Jetsons imagine Zoom calls uh, 60 or 70 years ago, and they imagine yeah. flying cars and all these other kind of uh, things. Uh, that is not what I do. I actually make predictions that, that really come true, uh, you know, and I think every one of us has the ability to look into the future because there are cues, there are tells, there are signs all around us about what's gonna happen. Uh, economists call those things leading indicators. When one thing happens, another thing is probably gonna happen. So I, I tell companies, look, if you keep going down this path, uh, if you keep doing what you're doing in six months, 12 months, 24 months, here is what's gonna happen to you. I mean, I've been down this path a hundred times. I've seen this before. Yeah. Uh, and here's exactly what's gonna happen. So to me, uh, I'm not so much, um, imagining what the future might be like. I'm actually predicting what the future is going to be, uh, you know, for companies who take certain kinds of actions. And so I, I don't exactly know what you call it, uh, you know, whether it's realism or, you know, I don't know what it is, but that's that's what I think of it. I would think I would call it being a parent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, that's, uh, you know, and, and we, we get a little better at parenting as we uh, as we have some experience. So yeah. same thing with running businesses. I love it. So we just came off of this time in history, un unprecedented for most of us, right? The pandemic of 2020 and onward. And you talk about some of the things that you saw in businesses, your, your predictors for, for failure or success. When the pandemic happened, what were some of the things people said to you, oh my gosh, Joel, you were right and saying this to us before the pandemic happened. What were some of the some of the responses that people were giving to you about that? You know, I, you know, I do a lot of economic commentary on TV shows and other kind of places. And, uh, you know, I'm asked frequently uh, about things like uh, during the pandemic, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about uh, real estate utilization. Mm -hmm. What's gonna happen to real estate? What's gonna happen to automobiles? What's gonna happen to different industries? What's gonna happen? How are the log jams that we're starting to clog up gonna, gonna unfold? Uh, what's gonna happen to interest rates? I mean, these things are, are predictable. Mm -hmm. People who have a little bit more information than other people, uh, that doesn't mean inside information. That just means they understand the game a little better. They kind of have the inside track on a few things. They really do have a better sense about what's going on than other people. And although I'm not an economist, I'm a user of economic data. 
which puts me in a very strong position to understand a lot of these things. So, uh, you know, for example, I talk about asking hard questions. Well, one of the questions that we ask and we teach companies to ask is the acronym SWIT. So what's the impact of that? So what'll happen is we'll sit around a board table, somebody will state a fact. For example, people aren't driving cars at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we'd say SWIT. So what's the impact of that? Well, uh, one impact is that um, people are buying less gasoline. And then the follow-up question is who wins and who loses? Yeah. Well, uh, oil companies lose because they're selling less gasoline. Gas stations lose. Uh, mini marts lose because people aren't going to those places to buy those foods or whatever they sell at those places. Well, who wins? Uh, well, the environment wins. And, you know, so we, we kind of go through. Uh, and then if people are driving less, what are some other impacts? Well, police are giving out less tickets, less traffic tickets, less speeding tickets, less people are going downtown. If people are less people are going downtown. So we kind of could go down a path and kind of start figuring out what kinds of things happen. And then by asking the question, who wins and who loses, uh, as a professional investor, I can then decide who I'm going to bet on, mm -hmm. what companies I think are going to do well and what companies are not going to do well in the future. So there's, there's a very specific way uh, that we make predictions about how things are going to happen. And, and by the way, I'm going to talk about some of these things at Thrive, which is coming up here pretty quick, nice. uh, because I'm going to be speaking there and uh, sharing some of the methodologies that we use and that we share with companies about how they figure out what their future looks like. Nice. So let's translate some of that to a speaking business. I know you said that you're going to be talking at Thrive here, but as a speaker, as a speaker who has a business or maybe as a speaker who is a business, what are some of those future proofing things? Let's maybe talk about two things that I really need to consider as I'm building out a speaking business. Well, let's put it like this. Uh, speakers need to be thinking about trends. Mm -hmm. They need to be thinking about not necessarily what trends affect them and their business, but they need to be thinking about what trends affect their clients and their clients' business. Because if, if you're focused on yourself, the trends that affect speakers are different than the trends that affect the clients. Right. More important, by the way, to focus on the clients because, because most of us are small companies, we can adjust, we can adapt, we can uh, jiggle around and, and reorganize things pretty fast. And if we go to companies and we say, look, we have a pretty good sense uh, that there is a disruptive trend on the horizon that's going to affect your company in a significant way. And if you can bring that information to the table and you can share that with a client and then give the client some intel that they may not have access to by themselves. And by the way, uh, I'm not going to share what the trends are here with you, Robert, but oh, man. Uh, I am going to share them. I'm going to share them <laughs> at Thrive and everybody who's at Thrive is going to get a free copy of our uh, 2023 trend report, I love it. Uh, which will be coming out here in the next week or two. We publish it every year. It's been remarkably accurate. We've done a very good job with it. It's uh, lauded by media companies and different people in lots of places. So it, it gets a lot of circulation and we're going to share what some of those things are. And I share them so that can help you be a better speaker and a better advisor to companies who need help. It's not so much about what are the trends that affect speakers. It's what are the trends that affect our clients? Because if you can hook into what affects the clients, clients are going to line up for your help. Do you have an online course or coaching program that creates massive impact for your clients? 
But are you tired of wasting time and money on marketing that doesn't get results? Introducing Be Known. Over the last five years, Be Known has helped entrepreneurs across the world get unstuck and scale their businesses from six to seven figures. So if you're ready to multiply your income, influence, and impact, head over to BeKnownOnline.com and schedule your complimentary strategy call today. Wow. So I think one of the words that you just used was disruption or disruptors for the industry. And we have a lot of examples, especially over the last decade of disruptors, Uber, Airbnb, and the list goes on. So air disruption can be scary for people. How does a speaker introduce disruption to a prospect or a potential client without scaring them away? Well, who says scaring somebody is bad? Wow. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, fear kind of motivates people to do things that they need to do. And if you say to somebody, look, these things are going to be happening in the future. Uh, I don't sit around and worry about their feelings. I, I mean, I'm really more concerned about them taking some action to solve a problem. Uh, you know, if you see a car coming down the street aiming at somebody, uh, yeah, me telling them may scare them. But let's get them out of the way of the moving car, the moving train, the moving truck, whatever it is. Let's get them out of the way. And, and that's really what the goal is. So I, I don't go around scaring people uh, for fun. I don't go around scaring people, uh, you know, as a joke. But if I see something that I think is quite serious that could affect somebody in a significant way, then we need to put it out there. And, you know, if the person is scared by that, then, then maybe they'll take some action that they need to take. Okay. I love it. So you talked also about trends and while you're not going to share with us the trends, you want us to go to thrive, go to thrive. So you can hear Joel block talk about the trends <laughs> is as, as a speaker, if I want to figure out what are some of the important trends for an industry outside of just saying, Hey, let me go into Google. What are some things or what are some predictors that I should be looking for? Or where can I go to look for those predictors yeah. in order to be you know, useful to my client? So listen, uh, you know, a lot of where my material comes from is I'm connected to a lot of people on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I hear things other people don't hear. But I think if you ask the two questions that I just gave up before, so what's the impact of that? Yeah. You know, somebody states a fact, whatever the fact is, people are driving less. Okay. So what's the impact of that? Uh, less traffic tickets, less smog, less oil sales, you know, whatever all the things are that you come up with. Then you can kind of go down the path and you can kind of figure out that real estate is going to be severely affected. Like, for example, it was crystal clear to all of us that Zoom is something that's going to be here to stay. Yeah. Now, exactly what it morphs into. Uh, I personally do not like virtual activities. I, I don't sell virtual activities, but Zoom has a great place in my world. And I know exactly what that is. Uh, it's not for me. I don't use it for keynotes. I, some people do. I, I do not. Uh, that's not uh, bad, by the way, that some people do. I just, it's a personal preference and you do what you do. But what that told me was that the world can be done in a different way. And there are going to be people who opt to do those things. Mm -hmm. And it was very clear that real estate, the need for real estate is going to change in the future. And so uh, cities like New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, that have large concentrations of commercial real estate, uh, they were going to have to rethink some of the things that they did. And one of the things that we talked about was that they're going to have to look at rezoning. They're going to have to look at reorganizing. And sure enough, all of those things have happened because the commercial sector is not going to take advantage of it. So there needs to be another sector. And, you know, and we kind of accurately uh, did predict that. So if you just ask the two questions, 
So what's the impact of that? And then who wins and who loses? Mm -hmm. And you start brainstorming. Now, the trick to brainstorming is to just blurt stuff out. It's not one of the things that we do as human beings is, uh, you know, we sort of have uh, our biases. Right. And, you know, if, if we like, uh, you know, commercial real estate, then we're going to be thinking about, well, hopefully commercial real estate people are going to come back. You got to take that bias away and you got to say, uh, well, let, let's not think about what I want to have happen. What's really, really going to happen. And maybe what you need to do is you need to put your question on a three by five card and go around asking other people what they think the answer to the question is and get a lot of different pieces of feedback. But you just got to be aware of confirmation bias that you're not listening for the things that make you happy, but rather that you're listening for the things that are likely to come true. Wow. When we were talking earlier before the show, there was a phrase that you said that I absolutely love. And I, I want you to coach us for just a second here. You said that sometimes people jump over hundred dollar bills in pursuit of nickels. <laughs> you know, I, I, I hate to say it, but uh, there's a lot of people at NSA that, that, that do this. And yeah. uh, if there's anything I would like to make them stop doing, it's that exact thing that people are looking down, they're looking at the sky, they're, they're wandering around and they're so busy looking for, you know, little opportunities that they miss the really big ones because the big ones are often disguised. Wow. They're disguised as something that you don't recognize and, and it's not obvious what it is. And sometimes it takes a little bit of manipulation, a little bit of work, a little bit of massaging to get a, an opportunity to turn into something uh, that can work for us. And we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how to spend more time in the places where the hundred dollar bills are. Mm. How do you get invited to the, to the high roller table, the high limit room where people are actually doing that more. And there are very, very specific things that more successful people do that people who haven't yet reached that level uh, that they do not do. And, and I'll give you, for example, uh, here's just a simple example. If a client asks you, you know, what do you, what do you think I should do? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think maybe the thing to do is X, Y, Z. That does not engender confidence. That does not get you a big paycheck. Right. Here's what the client wants to hear. Look, man, I've been down this path a hundred times. I've seen a hundred different companies do exactly what you're doing. And here's what happens to them. So if you go down that path, you're going right straight into the river. So here's what we do instead. We go down the other path and we do these other things. And here's exactly what's going to happen to you if you do that. You use words like exactly. And you say, here's exactly what's going to happen to you. Cause I've been down this path a hundred times. Wow. Now, if you haven't been down the path a hundred times, maybe you need to get down the path a few more times before you can be prescriptive in your advice. People want you to prescribe them exactly what the formula is. When you go to the doctor, you don't want the doctor to say, well, I'm not really sure. Maybe we need to wait a while. Doctors do that once in a while and they got to, we got to wait six months and take the tests over again. It's very unsettling. Nobody likes to go to the doctor and hear that they want to get, uh, get an antibiotic and get to get that problem solved. Whatever the problem is, you want to be done here quick and you've got to have a little surgery. Let's get that thing going and boom, be done. That's what clients want. They want the prescription. They want something quick. That's worth a lot of money. And when you start answering clients in that way, they're going to step up and say, thank you. And how do we say thank you in the United States of America? By writing checks. That's how it works. Wow. So what if you are in the space and I'm putting this towards maybe our emerging speakers, the speakers that are younger in the space, and you may not have had the corporate experience to go through some of what you're talking about because you're, you're a speaker. How do you convince or how do you influence 
in a space where your your main experience has been speaking about it? Well, everybody has some depth to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not just that you're speaking. You have to be speaking from some level of experience. Now, uh, it could be experience as a person, somebody that got bullied. Hey, listen, I know what it feels like because I got bullied mm -hmm. my whole life. Let, for example, let's say that was your, your story. That's not me, but let's say that was your story. Yeah. That person can speak with great gravitas about having that problem. And that makes them somebody that companies need to listen to. And that person can absolutely say, listen, I've been down this path for my whole life. And I know that when you do this, these are the kinds of things that happen. So every one of us has to dig deep and figure out where does our experience come from? What gives me the authority to stand on this platform and to share? What have I done that makes me worthy of the privilege of this platform? And every one of us has it. You just have to figure out what it is. It doesn't have to be a job. It can be a life experience. It can be an accomplishment. It can be a role you've had. Uh, it doesn't matter. But if you can speak with some authority, you know, with some education, with whatever it is that you bring to the table, people will listen to you and they will respect what you have to say. But you got to speak with authority. Authority is a big thing. If you say, well, I'm not really sure. Yeah. It could be like this. It could be like that. If you're wishy-washy, flip-flop, nobody wants that. They can get that from anybody. They want specifics. They want people to speak to them with authority. And when you bring that, dollars start moving. Wow. How do I learn some of these things? If I'm in a space like NSA, how do I, how do I hack my speaking business? How do I grow? I'm, I'm really a big fan of uh, masterminds mm -hmm. and about being around people who've uh, accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. And NSA is filled with those kind of people. So when you go to NSA, you have to get into a group uh, of people that you can, that you can talk to, that you can lean on. Uh, everybody in the group has to bring something to the table and share with other people. Uh, I'm in such a group and these groups are just fantastic. Uh, I share openly with, with, uh, with my colleagues and they share openly with me and we give each other feedback, honest, real feedback, not fluffy and puffy feedback, but things that really help them, you know, and, and I'm someone who's known, uh, I'm a straight shooter. I, I don't uh, say things uh, only to be nice, although I, I try to be nice. I, I also, uh, you know, give criticism uh, that's helpful if I can. And I try to, because I try to make people better and people don't only get better by getting pats on the back. They get uh, better by getting some coaching that helps them to be better. Yeah. Uh, now I'll also tell you this science coaches have hidden agendas. They're trying to sell you stuff and you got to be careful who you're listening to. You can't take everything seriously. You got to take a little bit of a grain of salt. You got to, uh, you know, apply some, uh, some critical thinking here, but you got to get around people that can help you. And NSA is filled with those people. And we're a pay it forward organization. Yeah. You know, the spirit of cabin, the whole concept of that is really about pay it forward. Uh, there are many wonderful people who've helped me in my career. I cannot repay those people. Those people are very successful. Uh, there's not a lot I can do to help them. But there are people that I can help going forward. And, and I have, uh, you know, really worked hard to do that in NSA. And I think I've done it pretty well. And, and we're an organization of people who do that very, very well, where we pay it forward. And you have to be committed to paying it forward. And if you're committed to paying it forward in the spirit of Cavett, then, uh, then people will be willing to help you and that will be strong. I love it. Joel, we've gone through quite a few things 
in this episode from finances to future predictions of business, how to make it, how to grow as a speaker. And as I mentioned earlier on, we have implemented a new element here in the Speakernomics podcast, and that is a question for our audience. So you and I spoke earlier. What is the question that you want to share with our audience? We want them to respond. What's your question? Here's what I'd be interested in hearing what people think about is I, I talked about how questions lead me you know, to answers. Good questions produce good answers. What are the questions that you ask your clients that get you the best answers that you can help them take action on? So what are some of the great questions that you ask people? Uh, you know, I've given a couple that I ask. I've got about a dozen in my repertoire. I'd like to hear what kinds of questions uh, other people ask. Love it. What is a question that you ask that delivers great answers? We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your responses by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. That's speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. This has been amazing. On social media, you probably don't enjoy hearing or seeing the phrase, you've been blocked. But today's been the exception. Audience, you've been blocked and Joel blocked. <laughs> now take those blocks and make a foundation, something that you can stand on, something that you can grow on. Build a fantastic speaking business on those blocks. You've heard the words, now it's time to execute. You know the motto, speak, get paid, repeat. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.